Online dating used to be considered the last resort of the lonely until Tinder came around. Now, millennials are using this app to find love. In this episode of We've Got 20 Minutes, I sit down with my friend Elise and talk to her about how she found a husband on Tinder. (laughs) Okay, Elise, you found Matt, your husband, on Tinder. Why did you turn to Tinder? Did you just give up on normal dating? No, I still kind of dated normally, but Uh so I tried Tinder before just as trying it out because it was a fun thing and I liked playing hot or not. Mm -hmm. But when I used it like seriously and Mm -hmm. actually tried to get dates out of it, it was because I liked that it took out the awkward parts of dating. Yeah, because everybody's there for the same reason. Yeah. It's not like you're at like some dance or a restaurant and you're like, I don't Uh know if she's looking to date or not. But on Tinder, if you're on Tinder... You're there for a reason. Yeah. Well, when you go to a party, it's not like you're wearing a shirt that says, I'm yeah. single and probably interested in you in yeah. parentheses. Yeah. Like, but Tinder says, I'm single, I'm interested in dating because I'm here, and I swiped right on you, so I've at least expressed some level of interest. There's like, it takes out a lot of the guessing game at the beginning. What was your process to go on an actual date? Um, I let the guy be the one to ask me on the date. I never asked anyone else on a date. Did you ever initiate conversation though? I did. The last time I used Tinder, I had ground rules that I set up. One was that I was going to initiate conversation, which I hadn't tried in the like five to 20 times I'd tried Tinder before. <laughs> yeah. Um, two was that I was not going to keep talking to people I wasn't interested in. And three was that I wasn't going to do it when I was like bored or lonely or sad, sad. or, you know, so, but yes, so I did initiate conversation and found mm. much more success once okay. I did that. So you initiate conversation, maybe you would let him initiate it. Just depended on yeah. the situation. Yeah. Was but it I always a, let the guy initiate the date. Okay. Yeah. So things progress to him asking you to go on a date. What comes after he asks? Facebook stalking. Facebook stalking. Like Before how? I said yes, <laughs> I would consult with mutual Facebook friends and say, kosher to go on a date with him and... Almost always, the people I... Were there ever people who you didn't have any mutual friends with? There was one. And you're like, what are you, a ghost? Yeah, I was like, well, actually, okay, I did have a couple mutual friends with him, Uh but I would talk to them, and they said, I don't really know much about him, actually. So he was a ghost. Like, I, yeah. (laughs) Except I went on a legit date with him, and he wasn't Did you, like, touch him, or was it, like, are you real? No, I didn't touch him. I guess he could have been a ghost. (laughs) Cool. But he paid for the ice cream, and the money didn't fall through his hand, so. Okay, so he can hold things. Yeah. Not a ghost. Probably not a ghost. (laughs) I don't know how ghosts work. Neither do I. Yeah. Anyways. Ghost money. So how many Facebook friends do you have? Just random question. Um, over twelve hundred. Oh. I just deleted twenty five wow. yesterday. Oh, twenty five. I don't. That's a. Want to know a sad thing? My mom has more Facebook friends than I do. Really? Yeah. Why is that sad? Maybe I don't that's know. Okay. Maybe... I kind of. I kind of try to keep a clean Facebook. I was gonna say maybe your Facebook friends are more refined. I, I generally have a rule like if I haven't met you in real life, we can't be Facebook friends. Oh, so you have plenty of haven't met in real life friends, but my policy is the grocery store policy. Oh. If I would go down a different aisle to avoid them in the grocery store, we can't oh, be Facebook friends. That's but fantastic. But there's like bloggers who I've stalked yeah. and I would totally approach them in the grocery store and say, hi, even if we haven't met in real life. So so what did you want to communicate to guys with your Tinder profile? Um, the first time I set it up, I kind of just didn't care because I set it up like hot or not. But later on when I was really trying to communicate a message to guys, I made sure there was a picture that showed my full body because a friend recommended that. Yeah. And a close up. This is what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay, flat out, my friend said to me, guy friend, I want to know whether or not the girl's fat. Yeah. Because girls will take angled pictures and try to deceive you. So yeah. Post a full body picture that shows. Well, and he, I feel like body type. That's like a everybody's that vain. Yeah. And so it's just like I don't want to be tricked. I don't want to like show up at the mm-hmm. Sizzler or whatever and be like, oh, well, welcome to our date. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be honest, yeah, right? Yeah. If some guys are fine dating mm-hmm. someone who weighs more, it's fair for them to know that somebody weighs more. Yeah. They might look I like in a their solid headshot. woman. Yeah. <laughs> Is that in your Tinder profile? <laughs> like, Looking yes. for a solid woman. I'm just saying, sturdy. <laughs> Hashtag sturdy. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Anyway, so okay. I so, what did you put into your bio? In my bio, I made sure it said that I was LDS, and I hadn't Ding. tried that before. Um, but I only wanted to date LDS guys, yeah. really. Yeah, no. And it listed my height, which is five eleven, because I was sick of getting hit on by guys that were five six. I yeah, because that's something important to you. Not that they're not great, but I didn't want to bring a step stool on the date so they could reach to hug me. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because hugs are important to you. Yes. Especially not seatbelt hugs. No seatbelt hugs. Wyatt knows me. <laughs> yeah, we're actual friends. We only seatbelt hug if we're not good friends. Oh, okay. Real friends give real hugs. So why did Matt, your current husband, oh, only, <laughs> your husband, not my current. My current husband, my only husband. <laughs> your only husband forever. Um, What stuck out about his profile? Why did you swipe on him? He actually didn't have a bio at uh-huh. all, which usually <gasps> was a left swipe automatically, yeah. but he was friends with two of my very best friends. you need to know friends. that they can read. Yeah, and write, <laughs> yeah. and that they use, like, commas and <laughs> periods. It's important. Um, but he was friends with two of my very best friends, mm-hmm. and he just looked really nice and good and kind, and pictures can speak a lot. How know? did it go from tindering to an actual date? Um, so we talked for a while and I was actually... Like how long? Like weeks? Let's see. Just like four days? We matched in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we probably talked for about two weeks. And then I was interested in another guy who he wow. also knew. <laughs> and I didn't want them to like be at a party and be like, oh yeah, that Elise girl is with both of us on Tinder. So maybe she's a player. So... <laughs> I kind of faded out on Matt and paid attention to the other guy. Didn't work out there. So Matt and I rematched in February. He had deleted Tinder in the meantime. So Everybody has like Tinder sessions. Yeah. Like I'm on it now and then I need yeah. to take a break for the pools to... Sometimes you really need a fresh Yeah, but you're like, I've seen all these faces before. Yeah. So he came back in my feed. I swiped right again and I was like, I have to know if he swiped right on me again. Mm-hmm. And then we talked for probably another week and a half and then he... We switched to texting. Yeah. That was usually my go-to, like, it's okay for you to ask me on a date. Oh. Is I would pull That's the... a great signal. Yeah. Like, I'm comfortable. Like, you can you can call yeah. me now. You have this magical power that I can't yeah. ignore. I would say, hey, you know, it's a little bit easier to talk through texting or mm-hmm. over the phone. So here's my number if you want to use it. Ooh. That was usually my, like... That's sly. That's... You can ask me on a date if you want to. Pay attention to that, ladies. It's a good date. I'm happy with that one. What makes Tinder different than, like... Harmony, okay, Cupid, Seuss. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. So it makes it feel more normal and a little bit less desperate. Not that eHarmony is desperate. Yeah. I think it can be a good resource. But when you're paying for dates, I mean, that's not directly what you're doing. But it can feel that way. So I think more people are on Tinder. 
and so you have more options of people who don't feel desperate and feel like they're just trying it out. And like also the fact that it connects with your Facebook and it can yes. show you your mutual yes. friends and like what those other people thing. are into. I think that's really important. It's like, oh, this is a real person, not just a profile. Uh-huh. And you can ask your friend. So an important thing to talk about is how Tinder is different in Utah and the Mormon community versus the rest of the world oh online gosh. internet. <laughs> well, I've never tried it outside yeah. of Utah. Well, I ran and I was visiting with a girl and she was just talking to, to her sister and she was brought up Tinder and she's like, oh, stay off that. And, act, and they weren't from here. And I was just like, actually in Utah, a lot of friends meet and get together and have actual marriages come yeah. up of Tinder instead of just what everybody else uses it for. Yeah, hookup. it's totally a hookup tool. I think even in Utah, it's used as a hookup tool. But it's interesting because you get really good at picking out the uh-huh. Mormons and the uh-huh. not Mormons because you're just like, oh, tank top, left. Yeah. <laughs> it's <right>. true. <laughs> oh, Tattoos. Beverages, left. Not. Yeah. Um, I think something really smart that I've seen in profiles that um, of non-Mormons who look like they could be is they like let's go get coffee sometime and I'm like uh-huh. oh clever good job way to like kindly say I'm not a Mormon without yeah. being like not a Mormon yeah. and don't talk to me yeah because sometimes they and then another ones they're like I'm Mormon and it's just like calm yeah. down like be subtle no there's a really good balance I mean as Mormons we yeah. like to date Mormons uh-huh. often you no know? which not everybody does hmm. you it's hard to not be like. Okay, I don't date anyone who's not Mormon because that sounds rude. There's a subtle way to do it. Yeah, awesome. Let's talk about other social media. You've been on social media since you were like 12? Yeah. 12? Yeah. And what was that? Uh, Live journal. Live journal. It was like, it's a blogging platform. It still exists. It's not as popular as Blogger or WordPress these days. And literally all I did was share those those emails you'd get like the chain emails or you'd be like who's the last person you sent a text message to and what color is your pencil and so i would just answer lists of those dumb questions <laughs> and put them on my live did you have blog. followers um like four of them oh That's like it. that you knew in real life or like strange people um, from the netherlands strange people that i met on a harry potter role-playing website oh, yeah awesome yeah what came after live journal Came after Live Journal, MySpace, which is actually how I learned HTML. Did you have like a crazy background with? Oh yeah. What was the scene? Paint me a word picture of your MySpace. Um. Okay. Well, I changed it like every week because I love playing keep it HTML. Fresh. But probably my favorite one was like a pale pink background, and it had like clouds around the top eight, and mm-hmm. there were little birds that flew around. Was the there background. music like a Michael oh, Bublé totally. song? Oh, absolutely! It was definitely Michael Bublé. <laughs> Like, Who was in your top eight? Top eight was it like best friends only? My cousin and I have been best friends since we were three. I think she stayed in my number one place yeah. most of the time. There was a guy I had a crush on who was my number five. Because unless you're dating a guy, he wasn't allowed to be in your top four. But mm-hmm. the number five is like was this a rule you had or like everybody just knew? I think it was kind of an unspoken rule at least mm-hmm. in my junior high, high school. So Facebook like took over MySpace. Why? Why do you think that happened? It's much more clean and organized and you didn't like if you opened multiple tabs of MySpace pages you'd hear like 20 cheesy songs mm-hmm. from the 90s <laughs> or the early 2000s. And it was easier to set up a profile for oh, a while. much easier. For a while I had two i both still like i didn't uh-huh. just abandon myspace and uh-huh. i would just post the same thing to eat that's funny did you ever do that or were you just like clean break myspace is done um i probably lingered on myspace for a couple months uh-huh. but all of my friends moved over to facebook really quickly so that's where i went um and now 
You've said before that Instagram's your favorite platform. Instagram is my favorite. It's also my favorite platform. Why is it yours? Um, it's just so simple and it's so visual and I don't know. I think people are better at not oversharing yeah. on Instagram. Because anytime there's somebody, unless it's like a good friend and they post a few photos of them in the row of the same thing, I'm like, no. I'm yeah. not, like, this is against the social protocol of Instagram. It's true. And you unfollow them. And there's also no, like, sneaky, like, I'm going to be friends with you and unfollow you at the same yeah, time, or I'm going to mute, mute you. you. No. Which, you. that's a tool that I use, I'm not going to lie. But... Uh, what goes into a good post? A good Instagram post or a yes. good social media post? Let's start with Instagram. Instagram, um, a quality picture. And by quality, I usually mean, like, the resolution and the lighting, mm-hmm. that kind of quality. But sometimes it's quality because of the memory. Yeah. Because not always can you get like that perfect, crisp, good lighting picture of your kid. But sometimes you need a certain picture of your kid on Christmas morning, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you judge me because... So I have my professional uh, uh-huh. profile, which is all... Like my main rule with that is mostly cam- uh, images for my camera. Uh-huh. But then on my personal profile, it's more like, whatever, I post what I want. How do you feel about that? I think it makes you authentic, mm-hmm. but I also think there's a balance. Mm-hmm. I don't think you go overboard. I've okay. never been tempted to unfollow you. Aw, thanks. Yeah, I've never welcome. wanted to unfollow you either. Oh, thanks. So you recently started a personal profile as well as your public profile on Instagram. Why? The world is a really scary place. <laughs> and we just got married. We don't have kids yet. Yeah. It'll be a bit still. But I wanted a safe place to post about like personal stuff and family stuff and someday my children where I know exactly who's following me mm-hmm. and I want to like keep deleting that if I feel anything unsafe from Mm-hmm. So is it a private me. account? Yeah, it is private. And then my other account I built up with my blog, and um, I post a lot around general conference, and I mm-hmm. try to post so inspiring things. So. On your public account, are you like careful not to like give away like your address or like yeah. what the inside of your apartment looks like so weirdos can figure it out? Are you like yeah. careful? I'm really careful, and I. I love posting pictures of my food more uh-huh. than, you know, I'm the kind of people, yeah. person that people make fun of for that. But I post pictures of the food, like, it, when we're ha- leaving the restaurant. Yeah, like, do you have a photo now, post later policy? Because that's what I do. Um, Generally speaking, yeah. Because usually if, like, I'm doing something awesome with friends, I'm like, quick selfie? Okay, I'm going to post that later. And I'll yeah. Just- so have you ever had, like, an unhealthy relationship with social media? Definitely. Describe that. Well, so it's really hard not to. Like, I still have days where it's unhealthy. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay, New Year's was yesterday, right? New Year's Day is a weird holiday because all the hype is about midnight and then you spend New Year's Day and you're like, okay, it's not like (laughs) Christmas where we do things all day. Half the restaurants are closed. But you can't go do anything and also it's freezing outside so you're not going to go do much. Yeah. But everyone on Instagram is having a lot of fun and posting about it and I have nothing to post so my life must be really sad, you know? It's easy to get caught up in that. So what do you do to avoid that? Um... Do you I ever try go to on take an inf- breaks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will just sign out of social media on the weekend. For how sometimes. long? For just week. for the weekend, because I work for a social media marketing company, mm-hmm. so I need to be able to be connected to the brands that I represent. I'm on all week, 
So how did you roll your love of social media into a career? Because I think that's fascinating. A lot of it was that I spent a lot of time blogging and I learned how to write creatively and in ways that people cared to read about. And that's basically marketing is putting positioning mm-hmm. things in a way that people care to read about. Um, and then I also just learned the mechanics of a lot of things and the mechanics of like advertising and how to get views and all of that really helped with learning what brands needed to post. <laughs> I know from my own marketing that it's kind of like a game, uh-huh. but like a really annoying game to me that I hate. <laughs> do you like, do you turn it into a game for yourself to like make it interesting and keep it fun? Do you see what it? Um, no, but that would be a good idea. <laughs> it's like, this is a game. It's kind of like reinventing the wheel every day. Like mm-hmm. we have a client that does vein care, like takes care of varicose veins, mm-hmm. which. Which is important. Very important, especially if you have varicose veins, which mm-hmm. are painful. But if you don't have varicose veins, you don't care about that brand. So that's a hard brand to represent on Facebook. And you post one day and then the next day you're supposed to post again and still get likes and yeah. ing- like engagement. But. So what do you try to communicate with the world on your social media platforms? One of my main goals is just to be like a really positive voice because social media can be really, really negative and ugly and rude. Mm-hmm. So, and I really like sharing positive LBS messages without being like, in your face, I'm Mormon, yeah. you should be a Mormon too. So my goal is to just like share positive things yeah. that... Be an example yeah. of... yeah. To help people want to be positive, even if they don't want to be Mormon. So I think one of the problems with social media is it's only what you want to see of a person Uh online. How do you come off as a real person? Because I had a friend come up to me and she's like, you look like you're doing so awesome and I'm so happy for you and you're Uh just crushing life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess maybe you would think that if you just saw like my Instagram posts on my one page. So how do you keep it real? I guess is the question. It's a really hard thing to be completely authentic on social media because you're not going to post and say, I just cried all day long because uh-huh. I'm upset over this really because dumb thing. nobody wants to follow no. sad teenage girl posts and or boy posts, And there's no appropriate picture to put with that either. <laughs> yeah. And pictures do much better. But I try to post when it's appropriate, authentic things. Like when we were planning our wedding, I'd post one of our pretty wedding pictures. Probably an engagement that you took, oh, actually. Okay, ding. Um, shout out. He didn't pay me for that. <laughs> he was a good photographer. Um, but I would post a picture and say, like, thanks, thankful for my great fiancé for helping me through bridal breakdown number 21. And kind of make it lighthearted, but mm-hmm. say, like... Wedding planning is not all fun and games. Like, it's not pretty like it looks and people post on Instagram. One of my favorite posts of all time, one of my friends just started a new job. Her first day was horrible and she just posted like like a selfie and she did not look happy, but she just wrote, Instagram can be like a really one-sided view of things. And she just explained that her day sucked and she wanted to keep it real. And I just loved Uh how like real it was. People love that. Have you ever heard of Brene Brown? No. She's a psychologist. She's done some really cool TED Talks. Um, But she talks a lot about vulnerability and how that helps people connect. Mm -hmm. And she says that you feel awkward sharing something like, I've had a terrible day. I felt really awkward. I felt vulnerable, blah, 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 blah. But that's when people connect to you. People are often really proud and impressed when people share stuff like that, even though it makes you feel uncomfortable. That's how people connect. And that's what social media is about, is connection. For yourself or for brands. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think some of the takeaways from this conversation should be? Um, Tinder can be a good tool. Mm -hmm. It really worked for me. Do you have any tips for Tinder? Tips for Tinder. Um, Be really honest. Don't keep talking to people that you're not going to go on a date with. I'm a people pleaser. And Mm -hmm. so I kept talking to many guys that I was like, 
Mm-mm, not going to go on a date with so you. So would you just like unmatch when you got over them? No, I felt rude. So <laughs> eventually I did start doing that. Yeah. But at first I was just like, I'll just keep talking and maybe they'll eventually decide I'm not cool enough. <laughs> Whatever. So don't keep talking to someone if you know you're not going to go on a date with them. It's leading people on. Yeah. Um, other tips for Tinder. I think those are my main two tips. What do you wish the social media world did differently? Um... I think people need to realize that there are some conversations that are not meant to happen on social media. Like a lot of conversations are two-way conversations Mm -hmm. that can't be facilitated in a comments thread. And then there's also proof of it. Yeah. (laughs) My mom always said, this is... When I was going to middle school, she's like, if you have anything mean to say to somebody, you write... You don't write it down. You tell them in person. (laughs) Because then there's proof. (laughs) Well, and it's, I think words hurt more when you can go back and read them. Yeah. And you don't see a facial expression. And there's no tone. Yeah. So if somebody's saying something that seems unkind on social media, you don't know if they really had good intentions. So a lot of conversations, especially opinions, are better shared in person where you can add like physical, Mm -hmm. what is that called? Other body language. Body language. The context of body language is really helpful. Facial expressions, emotions. Mm -hmm. They're not there on social media. Okay. And then you have to give me one last tip because we're Americans and we like things in threes. In threes. Um, Another tip is to stalk yourself on your social media. Oh, that's terrifying. Well, it's the way you'd stalk other people before you go on a date with them, especially on Tinder, you know? You want to make sure that they aren't posting creepy pictures of their cat all the time. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're into cats like that, <laughs> then that might be helpful. Yeah. But that's what employers are going to do. And that's what your potential Tinder dates are going to do. I remember there was a period where a lot of my friends were, like, locking down their social media. Because uh-huh. people were starting to understand that employers would look at it. Uh-huh. And then I was just like, wait, I'm proud of my social media. Yeah. Like, it makes me look like I've done stuff. And, mm-hmm. it ma- and it gives them a bigger picture of who I am. So I keep mine public. No, that's smart. Employers are more likely to hire you if they can stalk your social media and see good things. Yeah. So it's much smarter to maintain a positive online reputation than to make it all private. Yeah. Awesome, Elise. Thanks for sitting down and talking to me. And hopefully your friends will share this on social media because you have 1,200 of them. (laughs)